Welcome to the Get More Success Show. He's a guy who never measured a man's success by the size of his wife. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! It's showtime. 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 It's showtime. Showtime! And now, here is your host, Warwick Merry. This is the Get More Speaker Success podcast, and today we are talking, well, actually, it's a blab, not a podcast, uh, but today we're talking about, um, what are we talking about? We're talking about CSP, Certified Speaking Professionals. Now, I do believe we're going to have a few more people joining us on the line because it's going to make the conversation a whole lot more uh, interesting if there's someone to talk to, but I wanted to let you know what a CSP was because January is CSP Celebration Month. So it's all about celebrating what a certified speaking professional is. So why not have a discussion about it? Let people know what a CSP is, what it means to them and their business. So now previously, I've had a little bit of microphone issues. So if you have for some reason, uh, you're unable to hear what I'm saying, please let me know. And I would love to change my microphones because I've got a couple to make sure that they're working properly. All right. So what is a certified speaking professional? Well, you have to take a step back first to understand who gives it. You know, is it just randomly handed out? And the answer is no. No, there are only, at this stage, only two, uh, two organizations who are entitled to hand them out. One is the National Speakers Association out of the USA, and the other one is the uh, Professional Speakers Australia here in Australia. Now, the UK also are able to give them out in the um, Professional Speakers Association UK, but they call theirs a fellow. Uh, culturally, a fellow uh, seemed to have more of a um, uh, an impact than just being certified. So therefore, they've gone for fellow. It's the same thing. They all are at a very similar level of difficulty to achieve. So what we're talking about is setting the setting the bar high. There are many, many people on the speaking circuit today, some who are speakers who, who speak because they're experts in their topic area, others who are just really good speakers that they speak. And But there's a few people who organisations were paying a whole lot of money for and they're not really getting the value they're after. So quite some years ago, the National Speakers Association in the US decided they wanted to have a certification level of a certified speaking professional. Since then, the Global Speakers Federation bodies have come on board. Now, the Global Speakers Federation encompasses national speakers in the States, also covers um, uh, Professional Speakers Australia, PSA UK, the uh, Asian Professional Speakers Singapore, Malaysia, Germany, uh, South Africa. Um, I think we're up to about 14 different member nations. Go on, Google Global Speakers Federation and find out more information about them um, because they are the overarching body that, that keeps us all aligned. But the certified speaking professional um, is one that, that shows they have that certain extra level of something. So um, throughout the course of this, this conversation, I am going to go through what does it mean to be a certified speaking professional. Now, I do notice a couple more people are, have jumped on, some of whom are certified speaking professionals so if i've if you're a csp or even if you're a speaker i'd love for you to jump on board so i can have a conversation with you about what does it mean to you and your business to be a csp uh so some of the things that you need to do to prove you're a csp and while 
while the actual um, process you go through is a little bit different depending on where you are, whether it is Australia, UK or USA, they're of a, a very similar level. So, um, and for, look, for any of the detailed information, please see the relevant uh, website, be it either um, professionalspeakers.org.au or uh, national speakers in the States or the PSA UK. So what I'm saying today here is generalization. This is my this is my disclaimer, of course. Asterix, not an actual guarantee. Please check out for the legal liabilities available in your, your nation. Um, so some of the things that you need to do, um, I, I suppose first it would be important to understand who are some of the, the names that you might already know who are certified speaking professionals. Zig Ziglar, um, you know, great man, did some amazing stuff, was a key player in national speakers out of the States. Uh, Jim Rohn also, uh, Nito Cobain, Pat Patricia Fripp. Um, uh, in, in, in Australia, we have Alan Peace, very well known. He's actually was, he was just awarded Russian uh, Business Person of the Year Award. So uh, he, is, he is a CSP. Uh, also uh, Max Walker, Keith Abrams, Winston Marsh, Amanda Gore, Lisa McGuinness-Smith, Donna Hanson, really important people who are CSPs. So we would strongly encourage you to look at, you know, who are some of the certified speaking professionals in your industry. So the kind of stuff that you have to do to become a certified speaking professional is you've got to prove your value. Now, in terms of proving your value, the best way to recognize the value is look at how much money uh, have you earned in, in your business. So in Australia, you need to earn over $400,000 within uh, five years of a seven year period. In the US, it's $250,000 for five years in a 10-year period. So you need to show that you are actually active in your business. Um, you need to be ethical. So that means you need to have done some, uh, some courses on ethics or have no ethical standings against you. You need to um, be able to prove the number of presentations. Now in Australia, you get audited, uh, your presentations. Uh, other places, you need to su submit a significant list. So there's a whole lot of stuff that you have to go through. Um, and, and it's hard. I've got to tell you, it took me years to get mine because, uh, yes, I am a CSP, of, of course. Um, and, you know, full disclaimer, I'm also the Vice President of Professional Speakers Australia. So it takes a long time to get it, but it's incredibly worthwhile. So, um, again, please feel free to jump on the call and ask any questions you might have about what does it mean to be a CSP, what impacts it had on business, etc. Um, and I'd love to find out your perspective on some of the CSPs. From an event point of view, I get a lot of people commenting to me how what it does for them as an organiser is it minimises their risk. Now, it doesn't completely eliminate risk because you never know what's going to happen, but it minimises it because you know you're dealing with a, a true professional. Event professionals are saying to me that they, they love the fact that they'll turn up, the speaker turns up well beforehand and contacts them and says, just to let you know I'm here and I'm all good to go whenever you're ready, versus showing up that five minutes beforehand and going, so where's the stage? So it is all about minimizing risk. It's about being known because, you know, you're going to have a whole lot of different testimonials and, and proof of, of your expertise because you've been around. You're not a fly-by-nighter. And in our industry, unfortunately, there are a lot of people who have been part of the speaking circuit and have charged a lot of money and then all of a sudden are gone again. Because, you know, to be a CSP, you've got to prove not only can you speak well, but you've also got a sense of entrepreneurship in terms of running your own business. You are ethical in what you do. Um, and also you're committed to excellence in making sure that you continue to grow. Um, now, what are the Australians CSPs, Yvonne Collier? I'm going to invite her on the line. 
so hopefully she'll be joining us shortly. I was fortunate enough last week um, on Friday, we had a uh, Platinum, Platinum Professionals Summit. So as a member of the Professional Speakers Australia, uh, we invite the, uh, oh, here's Yvonne. Hello, Yvonne. Hi. Welcome. Hello. I was just saying how we have our uh, Platinum, Platinum Professionals Summit and it was fabulous to, to be sharing that uh, with you last Friday. It was it was a full day. Of course, the thing is, implementation. <laughs> it's my big challenge. <laughs> Isn't that always the case? Um, but it's been really good, I know, for me, just hanging out with the other speakers in the room already. Um, I've had a referral come in from one of them. And so this is part of the joy of hanging around with some of the speakers. So, Yvonne, how long have you been a CSP? Uh, 2009, I think. So what's that? Um, so six seven years. years. Six years. Ooh, well oh, done. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Um, and so what has it done to your business to be a CSP? Uh, I think I think the, the key probably is credibility. Yeah. Although in Italy, there's a lot of, well, a lot of people in Australia actually have no idea of what's for, what it is. That's why um, it's an educational process to tell people. And in fact, that's the thing. I, I do appreciate what you've done. You know, getting mm -hmm. all 80 of us up there on the Facebook, we all know, you know, who else is a CSP? Because that's another thing we didn't always know. Yeah. But I think that it's just, yeah. Go ahead. I, I, know, I know in Australia we've got um, just under 80 CSPs. So if you think of all the speakers mm -hmm. out there, we've got uh, just under. Uh, in worldwide, there's just under 700. So there's really not that many. If you if you consider the number of people on stage, there's there's really not there's not that many. So um, Kerry's got a question for you, which was how um, how long did it take you to get your your CSP? Oh, oh. <laughs> interesting because I could have got it a lot earlier. Only I, I'm not much of one for paper, to be honest. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> And because this is the thing, um, it is a grueling, it is a grueling process, isn't it? Like it is, there's a lot of forms to be filled out, which reflect a whole lot of things you need to do in your business to ensure that you're good enough to be accredited as a CSP. Yeah. Yes. I mean, so you have to prove your your enterprise and your expertise. I mean, that's the the core, core thing. But I don't know if there's less paperwork these days. Maybe maybe there is. But the, when I really got, um, I just thought this is ridiculous. Yvonne, you just got to do it. Yes. Uh, then I downloaded the paperwork, and then once I downloaded the paperwork, it was just yeah. like, well, get on with it. Um, yeah. So you can reflect back over five years. Um, yeah. So, and in fact, you don't need to have five years. Like, if you have a really, if you can fulfill the criteria in two, you, you can go for it. Yeah. So, yes. So um, the minimum, the minimum yeah, in the the minimum is you have to be a member for twelve months. Um, uh, in the US, in Australia, you've got to be a member for six months because we, you know, we don't want to rush people through who aren't ready. But you need to be committed not only to the industry but also to the association. Um, so that's the minimum. Now it does take time. I know for me because I had a few hiccups in my business. I actually had a divorce and had to start a new business. Um, I knew for me it actually took me about fifteen years to be an overnight success. Um, but it took, uh, the process was probably over the f probably about five years once I got to the level that I needed to be. 
Um, and, it, and it took about that five years to get. Um, one of the things I love what Trav Bell CSPC, and for those of you who don't know, Trav is the, the world's bucket list guy, authority. Um, he said, it's not doing the CSP and doing the paperwork, it's not about the process, it's about who you are after it. Now, I know for me, when I went through my business, I actually changed some of my business processes to match the CSP application um, process. And it's made a difference to my business in terms of my bookkeeping, my record keeping, et cetera, because it meant that it was a far greater thing to do for my business uh, as well as for me as a speaker. Um, so how much value? Yes, do you I, have? I agree. Yeah. I think it's how the, yes, it's the, sorry, the processes no, no, keep going. and the discipline. So it's the processes and the discipline uh, that you need to do to prove the the expertise enterprise uh, that's very important yes oh yeah so yeah, I, yeah. I i i would say that that was too mm. so what have you look i know in my business i've had some extra opportunities come from being a csp that i wouldn't i don't think i would have otherwise have what about in your business have you had some uh, amazing opportunities come because you're a csp do you believe So, okay. actually, do you have had any extra business because of the CSP? I think the uh, CSP aspects gives uh, credibility yeah. and it's yeah. uh, something that's not always understood. Hello, my name is Dean. Hi, Dean. It's <laughs> not a comment from Dean, my business partner on the side there. Yeah, yeah well, right. we're a husband and wife team. Powerful. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. And, and that's the... Well, the suspect is from the uh, Professional Speakers Association. They're trying to raise the standard, like of an accountant. So on some level, it's uh, the process that's important, like I heard you talking earlier, and how that process yeah. brings out the aspect of what you are, how you are. I remember yeah. one of the CSPs saying, you got out what kind of girl or guy you are. In other words, come yeah. to the essence of everyone's... Um, Actually, what your thing is? What's what's your girl guy thing? So I'm the assertive skills expert, and she gets what she wants. <laughs> As spoken to a man and, who um, is most of the assertiveness. <laughs> that's the one, and and mine is business intuition. But you've got to work out what you are, so that the CSP therefore gives you some certainty in behind that. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Dean. Right. Great. <laughs> I know for me, um, being a CSP gives me uh, international recognition. Um, it is yes. not widely recognised here in Australia, but um, not long after getting my CSP, I was speaking in Singapore. I then spoke in the US. And because of that, I was then put <clears throat> forward for a four-country um, tour uh, kickoff in January. Unfortunately, I didn't get that. I would have loved to have got it. It was, you know, Paris and America and Mexico and whatever. But what it means That's is not... I'm now in the running for these things. You know, in the past, I wouldn't have even been in the running. But now because it is it is a global certification, I'm now in the running. No, yeah, absolutely right. And in America, if you're, you know, planning to, to train in America or speak in America, very important and highly regarded. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, so. I do a fair amount of international work, but the internet's actually, well, because it's just because the companies are global and... Um, mm. The connections I made were here, connections yeah. long before uh, even national speakers, which I've probably been in for 20 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. For sure. Um, so 
now I know we've got a couple of other speakers who are watching in here who may or may not be CSPs. Feel free to jump on board. If you have questions about how do I get my CSP, what does it mean to your business, what are the biggest challenges? Um, if we've got any event organizers on, you know, feel free to jump on. Challenge us. Just challenge us to as to why you we need we think you need a CSP um, at, at your event. Uh, I do know that there are look, don't get me wrong, there are some awesome speakers out there who are not CSPs. Um, I'm, and I'm, I wouldn't be suggesting otherwise. But what I would suggest to you is that when you when you're coming to minimizing your risk, and I think as an event organizer, that's always the thing that people are looking at is how do I minimize my risk? What you have with a CSP is that proven proven track record. So Yvonne, in in your business, you know, let's talk a little bit about business as well. Um, what do you reckon uh, are the as a speaker? What are the biggest challenges you see for twenty sixteen? Hmm. Marketing. Marketing, Dean says. Thank you, Dal. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, that's that one. The ongoing thing forever. I mean, was it Winston Marsh who said, you know, you you've got to be a better marketer, actually, a speaker or trainer or whatever. And I think that for for me and us, that is the challenge. The yeah. all, getting ahead across all that social media. Um, so I. I think that's the big thing <laughs> yes yeah and that's fair for business and it is you know we know quite and i use it a lot is that you've got to be a better marketer of what you do than a doer of what you do um but don't get me wrong you still need to be fabulous at what you do because if you're no good at yeah. it you'll never get it back um i think very early on i think it was amanda gore said you're only as good as your last presentation so it, it is all about you know how do i continue to grow one of the things you know we've just had the platform professionals uh, summit which is where the CSPs get together. And, and it was about how do we get better? You know, we've got Alan Peace in the room. This guy has spoken all around the world, has got, what he's just putting out another book. What number book was it? 30 something or other book? Oh, I'm not sure. And yet his thing was and like, the- how do I get how do I get better? You know, I'm excited. I've got two books, mm-hmm. you know, and he's like, oh, I've got 30, whatever. Uh, and so- I've got one. So, <laughs> there you go. Hey, but one's good. One's great. Yes, that's right. So, but it is- I did it in 95, though. So, so. I'm uh, due yes, to do another one. Right. Or, or even just do the, you know, new and updated. <laughs> oh, I have updated it. Oh, there you go. As, I, as, as the years have gone on. But I think I do need to do a new one. <laughs> yes. So that's <laughs> good. Yeah, thank you. Fantastic. Hey, um, now I think we've got the lovely Rob is just joining us. Uh, he's just getting things sorted from his It's Time Foundation. Um, so love to have that. Hey, my, the question uh, has been asked of you. What's your next book, Kerry? Uh, Yvonne, what's your next book going to be? Oh, oh, well, as I'm the assertive skills expert, it has to be an assertive skills book. Oh, there you go. My first book, is called, my first book is called Laughter Success. It's a practical guide to getting along with others which you know yes. is also a focus getting along with other people so yeah um, yeah so yeah good when do we expect that oh very good very good give me a day i'll meet it yes how, how actually how about the 30th of june what do you think dean oh. <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah the 30th of june Right. And nice. The question, nice. The question's, been, the question's been asked about my book. Hang on. Please hold. Yeah. This one's mine. Get more inspiration. This came out uh, about 12 months ago or something. 
Um, and um, my focus is still on this. So Kerry, your your comment about when's my next book coming out? Not for a while. Um, I'm focusing on other products at the moment. Um, I've had an opportunity come up, um, partly because I'm a CSP and, and able to represent an organization in the industry, the how I'm going to be uh, like a brand ambassador uh, for them. So that's going to take a lot of my focus and it's going to be a lot around video and audio. Um, I think when it comes to, and like even with this book, this book I specifically designed not to be read because more and more people aren't reading. Um, so this is just, it's got one or two page of vignettes with then just a bit of blurb at the bottom to take action on it. Because uh, I find there was a lot of um, senior people I deal with, you talk about books and they're like, I don't have time. I'm busy doing whatever. But what they do have time for is they'll listen to stuff in the car. They might watch something on their video or whatever. And with things like Vimeo, and, and as we we're learning at the Platform Professionals Summit, you know, how do we package up our intellectual property in a way that's easy to consume easy to market, easy to access, uh, so that our end customers get huge value out of it. Um, and what used to be massively different, like the whole idea of running your own TV show was phenomenal. Like who would do that? Whereas now with the technology we've got, it's very, very easy. Um, Rob, for some reason I can't see or hear you, so I'm gonna kick you out. Feel free to jump back in again if you can. Um, um, so yeah. Uh, so yeah, so that's so for me, it's not always it's not always about the book. Sometimes it's about looking at um, other things. Now, I think I think is the Bumid. I'm gonna throw welcome you to the call. I'm not sure if it's Adil or if it's Bumid or how it works, but uh, <laughs> welcome to the call. If you can come on and uh, feel free to ask us any questions you have. Again, today the focus is all about you know this is the get more speaking success blab, but looking at how can we how does CSP, having a CSP speaker, make a difference? So, Bumid, did you have a question? I can see lots of green. Yeah, I have a, I have a question for you, sir. Yes. I'm not a native speaker. I'm not an English native speaker. But my question is how to, as a Moroccan, I'm from Morocco, by the way, as a Moroccan people, how to uh, make my English, my English so perfect? how I could increase my speaking abilities. I thought this yep. is the topic. Okay, great. So how do you become how do you become a better speaker? Yeah. Great a great question. Um now in Morocco I'm not sure if there is a um a speaking association. First thing is you can look at the, the global if you Google the Global Speakers Federation, that will have that will give you some ideas. Um the other thing that you may want to consider is looking at uh, Toastmasters, Rostrum. There are some other organisations that do this kind of thing. And they are most likely going to be in your native tongue, uh, which if I believe is French for Morocco, but I could be wrong. Um, and my experience is the best way to improve as a speaker is to speak. So put your hand up for every opportunity, whether it be at... At a local school, be it with your communicating with friends, be it with someone asks for someone to do a speech at, a, at an event, it is putting your hand up. Um, and so it's just it's just doing it and making mistakes as you go. I could understand if yeah, I did I... what you said, but my uh, my problem, the only problem that I have is only it's not reading or 
writing or even uh, uh, even uh, uh, the, the only problem that I have is to speak how to speak it fluently how to to speak without to speak without thinking uh, on the facts on it's uh, to to speak with spontaneously without thinking ah right problem. um and is this, talking, is this talking about speaking english or is this speaking in your native language no speak just english not english i know that i'm, I'm a, the english for me is uh, my third or fourth language so yes the ability to speak to speak english fluently is a little bit uh, pushed by the using of french uh, the using of arabic the using of uh, other language more than, uh, other than other than english so my yeah. main problem the only problem is how to speak it fluently how to get and uh, to to get my level as a as a native speaker yeah yeah and problem okay and great so to do that it's just it's speaking more and finding um finding someone who enables you to do that now there are a lot of different centers around where they can have some uh english conversations where i know um in the area that i am there's a lot of people who don't speak english and a lot of the churches will have coffee mornings uh where they'll get together and sit around and speak in english uh there's also some converse, uh, some comments coming through about using there's a website called fiverr.com um that sometimes you can have um some uh, English conversations. Toastmasters has a, a, a large number of online opportunities. But again, the only way to get better at it that I'm aware of is to just keep doing it and having practice. If you're able to have a holiday in a English speaking country and only speak English, that's one way. I know some people, when they're teaching their kids to speak, will, will say um, uh, in the house that after hours, they only speak English. So there are a couple of options. Um, for now, though, I'm going to have to, because you've got a poor internet, I'm getting a lot of background, I'm going to have to kick you out. But thank you so much for being part of it. Um, and we're going to keep having the conversation around being a certified speaking professional. I do wish you all the very, very best of, of being able to speak better in English. Thanks thank for jumping you. on. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Hey, don't forget, if anyone else wants to jump on with the questions, you know, thank you so much. And look, great, great comment has come through for you, Boomi. You could, you know, jump on a blab, you know, jump on a blab like you've just done and just keep those conversations kind of happening. Um, Kerry's also come up with a website there that's in the comments. So please check that out. And I think that, you know, one of the biggest issues that we have as speakers is not understanding sometimes what do our audience expect in terms of what kind of language maybe even that they're after. So, um, as a CSP, we talk about minimising the risk and overcoming some some challenges. Yvonne, what's been one of the big challenges you've had from stage? What's something that's happened that you've thought, oh, my God, what do I do? And then being able to get out of it really well. Oh. I know I'm putting you on the spot. I know. I'm just trying to think. I'm sure there's a huge I'm just trying to think of, I think, oh, I think, oh, it's a horrible memory, actually. I'd rather not go there. But <laughs> I'll go with a more pleasant one. And I'm have, no, I've no, got one if you want me to start and you think about it. No, no, no. no it's, it's okay because it's probably good to share this one. So it's really on in, in the days of um, looking and training business. And I actually wasn't used to 
you, you know, the lights, you know, not being able to yeah. see the audience. And just, I was like blinded by the light. <laughs> I remember, remember walking out of the spotlight so I could see everybody. <laughs> but it actually was, was frowned on by a lot of people <laughs> getting back. Yeah. back. <laughs> and, that's, the, and that's it. And this is, this is some of the simple stagecraft is so important. Um, and then there's advanced stagecraft, um, Michael Grinder does an amazing job with advanced stagecraft. I know some of the best speakers in Australia have done a lot of training under him, but it's a very simple thing. The lights are incredibly bright. You can only see those first three roads. And when you've got someone going like this, when they're giving the presentation, or as you've done, step forward to get out of the light, it's it's not a good look. The light's there for a reason. We want to see you in all your beauty. And the light sort of brings that to our attention. Actually, yeah. I mean, yeah. Honestly, you look back and laugh now, but it was it was a bit mega. <laughs> what's what your think, What's your? Yeah. Look, thank you. Look, the thing that's happened to me is I do a lot of MC work. Most of my work is MC work, and so consequently, many of my jokes and things I make up on the spot. Um, but when I was doing a gala award dinner and there was two brackets of awards, we've done, and I'd introduced the sales manager who's handing out the awards. The organizer quickly dragged me to the side of stage and said, we've got a problem with the slides in the next set. So we need you to fill in for 10 minutes. And I've said, certainly. And so I had to talk for 10 minutes until they gave me the thumbs up and then seamlessly roll into it. And I got to tell you, it was not what I was hoping for. Uh, and it was a challenge. But I was able to, you know, without going, oh, we've got a problem with the slide. So talk to yourselves for a bit. Because once you lose their attention, it's hard to get back. So it was just a lovely ramble about the conference and what had been happening and that kind of stuff. So, so as a CSP, yeah. what is that? Sorry. No, um, the, the sort of, um, by the time you get your CSP, you have actually overcome a lot of these things. And it's actually, it's yeah. in doing it that gives you the confidence to know, know that, um, you know, it's like that. You, it's it's credentials for everybody else, but it's also credentials for yourself so that you know that, you, you know, no matter what's thrown at you, you will handle it. That's it. That's and it. That's what yeah. And speaking Hello. of not knowing what to handle, Rob's joined us. He's uh, tried two or three times and here he is. <laughs> Social media giant worry. Oh, yeah. you know, we got you here. So welcome <laughs> to the call, Rob. Uh, Rob. G'day, Eva. I said, oh, hi. hi, Rob. It was so good to see you. But I actually am going to Craig Rispin's mentoring group, which is starting in half an hour in North Sydney. So I'm going to leave you. Lovely to see you, Thank Rob. You Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. See you later, Eva. It was good to catch up last week. <clears throat> We're doing a handover. So, Rob, how long have you been a CSP? Uh, 2012, Warwick. Okay. Yeah. So um, the last four years. What's it done to your business? I think that's what I was calling in to make the comment. I think one of the great values of CSP now is um, is the professional development um, on two levels. And one is this, the sort of structured stuff that you guys put on for us uh, last Friday. That's powerful when you've got people of that calibre in the room just rattling out ideas to help each of us to do stuff better. Um, and if people are not CSPs, that is that is a real value proposition. 
um, of getting your CSP. The other part of that is you become part of a team of people or an elite group of people who tend to yap together. And um, I think we take that for granted of what you pick up from just leaning on a post and talking to people at a conference and so on. And there's another yeah. comment you need to mark at Warwick is anyone on this group is not coming to the conference, uh, to the convention, they got to do it. Right. It was ready. Right. To, I'm sure you had that loaded ready to go. We'll do that segue. So coming up in uh, April, April the uh, 4th, 5th, something like that, uh, is the Professional Speakers Convention that's happening on the Gold Coast. Uh, we've got some amazing speakers speaking, but again, it's rubbing shoulders, having a conversation. Head on out to Australia in the Gold Coast. Uh, just Google um, April the 8th to the 11th. Thank you, Russell. Um, April 8th to the 11th, that is on, so in the, on the Gold Coast. So just go to... Um, Russell, if you know the website, can you just throw it up there for us? Um, I would just Google um, Professional Speakers Convention. Um, it'd be great to see people there. So nice segue. Thanks, Rob. <laughs> so what else is it? So the the, the conversation when we're talking about um, being a CSP, we talk about how it's been good for your business in terms of rubbing shoulders, getting ideas. Has it actually contributed money to your bottom line by being a CSP that you're aware of? Yeah, I was listening to you speaking to Yvonne about that. I think it's very hard to measure. Um, I think if you line ball, and, uh, and a conference organiser is looking at you and they see that, um, you probably or probably have got some, but I don't really know actually. Because yeah. in Australia, you need to explain it <clears throat> to people. Yeah. So there need to be some little bit of commentary about what it actually means. Yeah. Um, and I inserted in my website, or I've got some notes here to do that, your comment from last week that there's less than 80 in Australia. So that gives it um, a level of eliteness to yes. to someone who doesn't really know what CSP is, and oh, it must be pretty good, whatever that might mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I know for me, I can actually track dollars to it because, as an example, following on from Friday's session, um, there was someone in the room who's contacted me afterward and referred me for a job. Now, had I not been in that room, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Um, I know in my business, I've got a there's at least $150,000 worth of revenue that I can directly track to being a member of PSA. Um, and in particular, there's some senior people who referred me forward. So it is the, it is the kind of thing that, that helps you stand out, but helps you stand out among your peers for referrals because for your peers, you don't have to explain what a CSP is. You don't have to explain, um, you know, how good it is because they already know. And this, is, this has also helped me with some of the international gigs that I'm starting to get nibbles on. So have you, you've spoken internationally? Oh, it's a small degree, Fiji and Bali, um, but it's not been a target, no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's again, it's like, travel's lovely, but I'd prefer if I don't have to do too much of it. <laughs> yeah, I have a crazy juggle. Half my life is my charity, so it's um, it's about balance. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's the thing, you know, when you're good at what you do, you get asked to do a whole lot of stuff as well. So, um, you know, you, you never know where the next opportunity is going to come from. Yeah, that's right. Um, and I think the more you, yeah, the, the more you hang with those people and the more you're part of that team, the more they, that you know around the place yeah. and, and respected. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. must say, I'm, something I'm not good at is trying to actually nail down exactly where gigs come from and so on. Um, <laughs> so it's my nature. <laughs> it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Yeah. So, um, uh, Ian, welcome. Hey, welcome Rick, to the how are you? I'm well, thank you. Long time no see. Yeah. And um, thank you for doing the comments on the site and everything. That's sort of fantastic. That's cool. Um, so, Ian, um, 
Are you are you a CSP? I no, can't recall. I've never had time to get involved in national speakers, and yep. haven't probably gained enough money to actually get the certification. So right. it hasn't given me the motivation to bother getting the tick. But yep. uh, one day I'll get there. But uh, I've been working, I guess, around IT as you and I met many years ago for a long time. Yeah. And over the last five years, I've been doing a fair few small business things in the business coaching and public speaking training arena after yep. something like 25 years around Toastmasters. So right. that's where I've played and given a lot of value, I think, to a bunch of people. But what yep. interests me about this discussion today is, well, firstly, you're on at a time when I can get there rather than beer time on a Friday. But, <laughs> uh, also, I'm just starting this year a new business idea around virtual conferences. So yes. we'll be searching for speakers throughout the year and hopefully years running virtual yep. summits. Now we've started a yep. business called Virtual Global Summits and look yes. forward to finding people like CSPs, but many others as well, because not everyone's yes. a CSP, to fill spots in those events. For example, yeah. um, just to give one idea, um, self-managed super funds is very topical in Australia. Now we've got a bit of an Australian audience here yeah. today. Uh, yeah. Very few of those are certified speakers. Uh, but yes. adding that caliber of people amongst them will make for very interesting events. Yeah, yeah. And, and what what I would also suggest to you is that um, when you're looking around for, for some of these speakers, there are some people who have got a lot of experience in working online. Gihan Pereira, based out of Perth, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Like he's done some amazing stuff online. Yeah. Um, there's others who have got um, full-on business models that they're running sort of all online. So. There are people because it is it's a different way of presenting. And that's what I know for me as a CSP, I'm doing a whole lot more online. Hence, I've got this lovely backdrop here. Hence, I've got some lighting stuff set up just so it looks better because I used to have the camera pointing in and having all this glare and couldn't see any stuff. So it is all about even and because it, it's the little things, isn't it? It's like as a presenter, it's all the little things that just add up. That's right. Well, one of the things that uh, demonstrated that to me was around about two months ago now, six weeks, two months ago, I was yep. uh, conned into helping run a 168-hour lab. Uh, oh. So seven days, 24 hours a day of continuous speakers. And right. absolutely saw everything from perfection to massive imperfection. And we went through, and just like our friend before, they, they come in unprepared. And... Yep. As a conference organizer of that particular 168 hour lab, we saw it all. So, yeah, yeah. And, and that's the stuff with some, of, with some of this technology. It's like, you know, you never know who's going to jump on the lab, you know, unless it's all pre prepared, et cetera. And so, therefore, you know, it, it's, you never know what's going to happen. Uh, now, the question, our questions come up, <laughs> just so we know, is what are the little numbers behind the hands on the screen? People are clicking on your picture. If they like what you're saying, they click on your picture and you get lots of applause. See, there's some more there now. That's how good it is. <laughs> cool. So it's it's a basically it's um, Australian Idol for Blab. You know, that's how good you are. You get a round of applause. It's like consider it a standing ovation. Oh, Ian, you shot past you shot past me, Ian. You've been on there for half the time. <laughs> Self-esteem issue. I've probably been on Blab for longer than you too. So going yeah, like, on here, Terry's, Terry's just crank you up. Um, so, Rob, Thank you, um, Gary. <laughs> Rob, being CSP, how, um, we just mentioned standing ovations. How important is a standing ovation to you? 
Oh, we've all got egos. Warwick, haven't we? We love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you don't do it for it, but it always feels good at the end of it. If they didn't do it, it'd be a different show, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. But it, it's very interesting culturally. I noticed that when I was in uh, the USA, they love standing ovations. Like, it, every, and people are giving them all the time thinking, what? In Australia, we are so much more cynical and, like, it's got to be good. Like, to yeah. get a people to stand up, like, it's hard enough to get them to clap, let alone to to then actually take some kind of action. So, as a, as a CSP, how do you measure your success if we're not measuring it by standing ovations? Because a lot of them, as you say, are either ego-driven and there's a few people who'll do a few little tricks to get standing ovations. How do you measure success as a speaker? I still do it the old way and get feedback from people, often at, at sessions, um, and I do that from a from a growth perspective. So you search for one that you can actually do something and learn from. Um, yep. But if you've got you know, a couple hundred pieces of paper come through or comments come through and they're all good, you say, well, I must be doing something right. And, and I, I think just to comment on that, to be careful of, um, you're not looking for the ones that say, hey, he was fantastic. You're looking for the ones that say, I will do what yep. I have done. And yeah, I think right. as, as a person that's actually there to change behaviour, if you get a lot of that sort of stuff, that's a mark of success. Other than, of course, commercial success that you got so many gigs for so much dollars and all that stuff at yeah. the end of the financial year. Yeah. Right. That's, that's my opinion. How, how do you measure success for your speaking? In my case, it's very much around the numbers of attendance. It's about the way I convert into lists or to to back of room sales, however I'm doing it. If it's virtual, of course, they're online sales. Uh, yes. Not quite back of room, it's back of website. <laughs> uh, that sort of, those sorts of measures. Right. Feedback, okay. forms, of course, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan on the feedback forms. Um, they just, because you get a lot of people going, oh, we loved you, you were funny and it was great, and that's nice. Hmm. I, I go for feedback from the person who's booked me and the person who pays the check. And they're, they're frequently two different people. Um, because sometimes they might ask you to do something that is not going to make the people in the audience very happy, but it'll make them happy. Sometimes you need to create a bit of discomfort. So, And I was finding that I have what I call the nine pairs of shoes. I'd get 10 feedback forms, nine of which who gave me, you know, nines or tens and saying how good I was. And then someone would just go, didn't like them, gave them a one for whatever reason. And I'd be so focused on that that I'd lose track that I actually did a good job, but there was just one person who, for whatever reason, we didn't gel. So I just found that that was a um, uh, a bit of a challenge for me. I think yeah. one of the things that, that challenges us all with that sort of question is what sort of speaking are we doing? And yeah. a significant portion of my revenue-based speaking is mastermind groups. That's speaking. Right. I do it. I, I run... Uh, one and a half, two hour educationals and one and a half, two hour mastermind groups off the back of it. So right. they are, yeah, feedback forms works there, but it doesn't yeah. work so well on an online forum like this because people don't want paper. <laughs> yeah, and, and with the online forum, your feedback form is, are they still on the call or not? It's a number of people <laughs> online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just people like... People have come in even, and have stayed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just it's just amazing. Hey, welcome Russell Pearson hello, to the hello. Hey, Russell. Russell Pearson is the Victorian president of Professional Speakers Australia. How are you, my friend? I'm very well. Yourself? Oh, fighting fit from Monday morning. Good to see. Hey, um, what's your perspective on CSPs? You're you, just to set the frame here. Russell is a um, well, marketing guru. Runs Crimson Fox uh, branding. 
So he's less of a speaker for speaking sake, but more speaking for promotional sakes. Yeah. So it's a very different sort of fit for yourself. So what are your thoughts on CSP? Uh, well, I, I guess I can only go off the people who I know to be CSP. And I, I think you're right in, from an outside perspective, uh, you're going to reduce your risk. But it all very much comes down to also when they got their CSP. I mean, there's people that uh, had their CSP 10 plus years ago that are no longer speaking. Yes, and I'd, it'd be interesting to see how um, uh, some sort of refresher or, or, or continuity program would go in that space. But I, I certainly, um, I certainly believe, uh, from what I've seen, I've been privileged in the role of, of president to to be in some of those rooms, the communities where the uh, where the CSPs hang out. And you're right about the community, uh, Rob, where the it's the ideas, those little ideas that you get from being in that privileged space uh, that enable you to to build your business on and on and on. And I've seen that from people who are new CSPs, right through to those people who've been CSPs for years, it's those little ideas that they're actually adding to their business that, that take them to another level, continue to grow. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think what you're talking about and what I see a lot of is there's this co-opetition. Yep. So in essence, we are competition, but it is that we cooperate a lot because this happens on the circuit. You know, you could be the best speaker ever and they're like, we love you, you are awesome. And we can't have you for four years now because we've just had you. So it's like, who do we know? Who else do you know that's exactly like you, but just not you? Yeah, and so that's the joy because you can say, here are five people. Do you want what demographic do you want? I've got a whole mix of them. Um, and, and interestingly, around your CSP in the US, every five years you have to go through. I think it's five a process to renew it. Um, that's I don't believe it happens uh, in Australia or in the UK. Um, but coming out of the US, uh, that has to happen. I know the intent wasn't for here, um, but we had that's those systems are not in place at this time. Hmm. So, um, but you're right in terms of um, this is the comment that I think was Amanda Gore made before. You're only as good as your last presentation. So it is about remaining up to date, remaining fresh, not just in your content but in your style. Because you know, I don't know about you guys, but in the audience now, it's not just hundreds of people wrapped in what you're saying, most of them are staring at their crotch because that's where they're holding their mobile phone. Yeah. Um, in the same way that as I'm talking here, most of you guys are typing comments, checking your email, doing whatever. We're in this multi-challenging world. And so it's different. You know, it's no longer, I'll just put up the PowerPoint and read it and everyone's going to love it. So mm -hmm. Russell, as the, as the marketing and branding guru, what are some of the tips that you give to, uh, to presenters? I think uh, Winnow's right when he says that uh, being a better marker of what you do than being a doer of what you do. But at the same time, um, the majority of CSPs are, are experts in their, in their field. And, um, and they're, not just, uh, they're not just speakers for hire, but they are change agents um, as well. Yeah. Um, so the biggest tips I can, I, I can give is, is get out there and do it. Um, I think, as you yeah. said before, it's doing the, doing the work. And, there's, there's many people who've been in the organisation, uh, Professional Speakers Australia, who've sat there for two, three plus years and said, oh, how do I do it? How do I do it? How do I do it? Waiting for some magical pill. And at the end of the day, it's literally about getting out there and, and speaking. And if there's not a speaking event you're being invited to, create one. Uh, and that's it. And that's it's so easy to create an event now because in the qualification for CSP, online presenting counts um, and back of room sales mm -hmm. counts. And so therefore you can create something like this. You can create any webinar that you want and charge attendance or sell stuff at the end. 
and it's it's the barrier to entry is incredibly low. Um, and my thing is, you know, if I could be sitting home watching telly or I could be out speaking somewhere, even if it's at a Rotary club to just hone up a particular... Rotary is a fantastic place to practice because they need so many speakers. There's groups everywhere. And to have someone who has some really good skills come in and deliver a little 20-minute vignette, they love it. And you get a free dinner, sometimes a bottle of wine. I mean, how good is that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ian, you talked about masterminds before, but you can even take that idea. If you're a business speaker or you're in a business space, B2B, uh, the ability to take your best clients, and it might be 10, maybe 20, uh, to either a restaurant or some uh, golf course or something like that, hold a, a mastermind of sorts, but have a public speaking piece to it, um, that forms a large part of that requirement. Good point. It's those, one, it's those ones where it's a little bit more, um, uh, what are they talking about, um, open heart therapy or, or whatever it might be that when I always talks about the, uh, the ones that speak about something a little bit more. Therapy uh, from stage. Yeah, a little bit less um, business focused. Yeah, that's, that's where they can run into. Where do I speak? Where do I speak? Where do I speak? The Rotary Club and the like are probably spot on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, you know, but for, every mes- for every message, there's an audience. Sorry, Rob? Yeah, I think another thing too is people are aspiring to be CSPs is they share that aspiration with people and they're going to have a whole bunch of supporters of PSA um, helping along that road. As soon as I mentioned it, um, yeah, Rodney's and all of these people, it's 100% behind you and helping you get to that goal. Yeah. And giving you tips like go to Rotary Clubs and all that sort of stuff as well. And can I tell you, most CSPs <laughs> want more CSPs because it puts a different ex- expertise in the box. As I said before, my thing's being an MC, but there are other really good MCs out there who are CSPs who are different to me. And I know my clients like me for a couple of years and they're like, we're ready for another energy. Who would you refer? So it's great customer service. I'm going to refer someone else who's really good because after a couple of years, they'll probably come back to me. So it is about let's get more quality people. You know, it's the, the old, uh, the old nutshell of you know, let's grow the pie because again, we're co-opetition, not competition, um, and it makes such a big impact. Hey, we got about ten minutes to go here. So if anyone else would like to um, uh, jump on and um, give us a question, I'm going to kick you off, Ian. If that's okay, thanks for being there. Kick, kick me off too, work. I've got to go. All right. You're gone. Out they go, shoppers. <laughs> Bang. Just keeping rustling here. <laughs> hey, um, now, Kerry, you've you've asked me a question. What about Singapore? I must have missed something because I don't understand the whole – Singapore's a lovely place. Uh, is there something more you'd like to know? Um, She's sick of your constant uh, oh, bashing of Singapore. Yeah, I love Singapore. And I know so, so Kerry's coming online. She's going to ask her question um, – so uh, thank you to, to Ian and Rob for jumping on the line. That was great. Uh, so, Kerry, I've pressed the magic button. You'll be here shortly. So, Russell, what do you see while Kerry's coming online? What do you see the biggest challenge for both maybe speakers and also event professionals in, in the events industry for 2016? It's, it's, it's bums on seats. Uh, how do you get people to events? Um, and, and it's actually it's interesting to see that that's becoming a new set of expertise. Uh, Natasha Denman and, and a colleague of hers have now written a, uh, a book that's coming out shortly yep. called Bums on Seats. Uh, and yep. so there's a whole new area of expertise about not just event organising, but how to actually bring a crowd. Um, and yep. I think that that's, that's the next wave of um, you know, 2016. How are we going to get people to these events? And it'd be interesting to see whether Ian's idea works out and we can actually create these online events yep. that are going to get the sort of numbers that we want. 
or whether we shift to a smaller a number of those bums on the seats and actually uh, just go for a, a different type of uh, monetary uh, way of running it. Not really sure. Yeah. Yeah. And look, and I think there's been being uh, one of my expertises in the trade show industry and for a long time mm. they've been saying trade shows are dead we're gonna have online trade shows we can see everyone on the internet and look granted some trade shows have died for example um the motor show in australia used to be every year in sydney and melbourne it was huge yeah and now it just doesn't happen anymore um but other trade shows still go for strength to strength there is something about face to face i think the technology will give us it's an and or like you can do some great technological stuff and some face-to-face stuff. Um, yeah, that's I know the the, uh, the one you're talking about with the car industry. I mean, it, it, it does tend to model what's going on in in the subcultures. Like uh, the the car industry in Australia is is not doing the best. It's actually a number of uh, brands are actually shutting things down. Uh, whereas yeah. something like uh, I think BlizzCon had its biggest year ever uh, over in the yeah. US, which is um, a Blizzard and Activision uh, conference around computer games. Um, yep. So it, it is horses for courses. It's what uh, what's happening out there in the in the cultural landscape is going to reflect where the the bums are going to come from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and look, I've just coming back from the Professional Conference Organisers Association. They had some awesome footage of using technology for your presenters, and so they'd have these they say holograms, but they're sort of holographic kind of presenters. Where they're slightly pre-recorded, and but they, they do some amazing stuff. But also just something as simple as skyping some people in. Um, we had someone was booked, they couldn't make it, so we had someone in the flesh, but Skype them in for the ten minutes at the start. So you still got the guru, and then because of whatever reason, you know. So there's there's there are ways to combine it, um, I, and I think the event space will be forever evolving. Um, yeah, and technology is going to have a lot to do with that too. I mean, we've got all the VR. Uh, stuff coming out now and it's starting to start to get into a realm of affordability um, uh, where you might have a VR headset in your uh, in your living room in the near future and uh, you know, that, that's the idea of attending a, a public event where you look to your right there's someone sitting there you look to your left there's someone sitting there and you really do feel part of the the big uh, multi-level yeah. marketing event that you're attending you know <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have to nudge them across because your seat's too small because you've got plenty of room anyway. No, that's right. Um, the uh, what's the what's the big circus uh, that changed the whole landscape of circus? Circus Soleil. Circus Soleil. That's where they cram you in like sardines. That'd be an interesting one to do in VR. Yeah, or you know, you could actually be in on the stage. You know, they could put cameras, little cameras on the record. You know, that'd be pretty funky. Yeah. Uh, I know at TEDx yeah. TEDx Melbourne, I was um, hosting that last year. And there was a guy who was talking about time travel. And his idea of time travel was you do these 360-day recordings of an event, both front stage, backstage, and all around the place. And then years from now, you can relive it by going into this 360-degree view. And they had some footage, which was pretty impressive. So, And his whole concept was it was time travel. Kerry's uh, explained what her question was in terms of what about Singapore. In terms of the accreditation for CSP, at this stage, only two uh, associations can do it. That's the USA and Australia. Um, as I said at the very beginning, the UK does a fellow, which is uh, uh, the equivalent kind of um, certification. I'm not aware of their certification requirements. So, Kerry, in Singapore, they will either have an Australian-based CSP or an American-based CSP. So that sort of answers those questions. Yeah. All right. Um, 
we might wrap it up. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming along and thank you for joining in with your questions and contributions. Truly appreciate it. Thank you. Um, for the recording, head on down to getmorespeakersuccess.com. We have some other blabs there as well. Once a later. month, we'll be doing more. Russ, thanks for joining us. All right. Hey, thank you, everybody, for being here. I look forward to seeing you next time on Get More Speakers Success Blab. I've been Warwick Merry, CSP. I hope there's been some great content for you. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Get More Success Show with Warwick Merry. Continue the conversation with other successful people over at getmoresuccess.com. That's where you'll find all the show notes as well as a link to our Facebook group that we'd love for you to join. Getmoresuccess.com is also where you'll find all the information you need to connect with me, your host, Warwick Merry. Thanks for listening, and we hope you can get more success.